The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to Season 2 of Students of Mind, the podcast where we aim to normalize conversations about mental health. Last season, we connected you with experts in the field of mental health to provide an understanding of topics and illnesses that may not have been easily accessible. This season, we will continue our learning journey together by not only speaking to experts, but also by listening to the voices and stories of real people who are living, surviving, and even thriving while also facing challenges with their mental health in their everyday life. This season, we want to hear your stories to get the full truth of what it's like to manage one's mental health and navigate living with mental illness. My name is Jade, and today's episode is focused on music therapy. I sit down with Dr. Suzanne Hanser to explore music therapy and the growing field of integrative health. I hope by listening to the show, you're able to learn something new and gain some encouragement through hearing our experts and listening to the journeys of our guests. However, this show is not a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have about your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Students of Mind podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Suzanne Hanser. Dr. Hanser is a professor and the chair of the music therapy department at Berkeley College of Music. Dr. Hanser is also the former president of the World Federation of Music Therapy, and the National Association for Music Therapy. In our discussion, Suzanne talks about music and how it can be beneficial in all aspects of health, some of the history of music therapy, how music therapy is used to treat different aspects of mental health, and more. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Thank you, Jade. Um, Before we get started um, on the topic of today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? Certainly. First of all, thank you for having me. And thank you for your interest in music therapy. I have been a music therapist for many decades and have founded an amazing profession. So currently, um, I'm a professor at Berkeley College of Music. I actually established the music therapy department there. 
And uh, that was about 25 years ago. Uh, I'm also currently president of the International Association for Music and Medicine. So um, if your listeners are interested in music and medicine and how they intersect, I encourage them to join. Great. That's, that's, that's wonderful. I didn't even know that that was um, something that existed, but that's really cool. Um, so music therapy is today's topic. So can you give us an idea about what music therapy is and a little bit of just like the history about it, like how long has it been practiced and how has it developed over time? Okay, well, um, the formal definition by the American Music Therapy Association uh, is that it is an evidence-based practice. It's based on research and science, and it's the application of music, music-based interventions, music techniques, to meet certain goals and objectives in an individualized treatment program. So music therapists assess a person's needs, determine uh, what they want to achieve through music, and then develop some very innovative and creative strategies for helping people meet those goals and objectives. And in America, um, you need to be a board-certified music therapist to practice music therapy. Um, you asked about the history. You know, the, the, um, the association of, as a professional organization uh, started in 1950. But, you know, there are references to... David soothing Saul with a liar <laughs> in the Bible. There are certainly um, uses of mantra in Hindu, Hindu tradition in the ancient Vedas and uh, religious texts. Um, and so uh, music has always been used as a healing tool. In fact, uh, I think that it was an early uh, application um, for healing all sorts of pain and problems and issues that came about. Uh, and now it's an established profession um, that, again, has a board certification process. It has its standards, educational um, uh, training, and um and practices that are, again, evidence-based. There's a lot of research now demonstrating what music therapy can do. Great. So it's it's sort of like kind of being rediscovered because it seems like we've been using music for healing purposes for a long time. That's very true, Jade. I think that now that we have technology to see inside of the brain, we can understand a little more about how it is that music has such strong impact on emotions and on um, the way people feel, the way they behave, the way they move, the way they learn. Um, but indeed, it, I think you're absolutely right. It's a rediscovery of the power of music that has always been known. Yeah, great. So you talked a little bit about um, just how we're able to look at the brain now. Yes. Um, so going off of that, uh, what does music therapy look like? Like, what would it look like for someone, you know, who's in music therapy? And 
how um, does it help with, um, I was going to say mental health, but I feel like Mm -hmm. with anything, um, just how is it beneficial and what's happening in the brain with music therapy? Well, that's a a question that's hard to answer in a few words, as you can imagine, because there is so much that music does for us. And there are so many applications of music therapy. So music therapy has been used in neonatal intensive care units for preemies, you know, who are having trouble thriving uh, so early in life. Uh, And the research has shown that the mother's voice is recognized and is a source of soothing and can actually decrease uh, a a very arrhythmic or fast heart rate, can um, really help the child to relax and grow. And we can work with infants. We can work with people at the end of life, we can work with children, adolescents, adults, and older adults. And one, um, one very interesting application of music therapy is with people who have dementia. So they have the, the confusion, the memory loss that's associated with neurological diseases like Alzheimer's disease or even Parkinson's disease, and uh, these conditions that affect older adults primarily. Um, And with people who have dementia, they are often confused about where they are and who they are and what's happening around them. Uh, Their their brains are not uh, functioning fully. But when they hear music that they recognize and that they have loved, they're often able to use those preserved music memories and sing along to a song, all of the words, even if they haven't been talking with anyone in months or even years. It's quite remarkable, the preserved music abilities. And uh, you asked what's happening in the brain here, there's actually centers of the brain that, um, that process music. And there are so many areas because when you have a memory, you might note that if you close your eyes, you can go right back to that moment when you, when you danced with someone you love or when you um, experienced joy at a, at a party or being together at a concert. Oh, remember those times? We're going to have them back soon, I hope. But those experiences come right back when you hear that music, right? And it's just as if you were seeing that place in the occipital lobe of the brain where we process uh, those images, that area of the brain is as active when we close our eyes and listen to music that evokes a beautiful place or a memorable place, as if we were there. So again, you can see how strong that reaction is. And when we have a memory, it's immediately brought back. And if you really put yourself in that memory, you may feel the chills or the same sorts of 
physiological changes that you did when you were in this place or with this person. So the music has such strong associations. It allows us to uh, re-experience times of joy and beauty and awe and flow. And that's just with listening to music. When music therapists engage people in creating music together, in improvising together, in expressing themselves through music, that's an entirely different mechanism, equally or even more powerful, when we engage people in using their resources, their creativity to solve a problem or to master something new or to just express what's difficult to express in words. Yeah, um, as you're talking about this, it's reminding me of um, art therapy, which is something that I used to do often, um, just using a, a, a different medium to kind of express things that words may not be able to express. Exactly. So music therapy and art therapy are nonverbal means of psychotherapy. And music um, enables people to, uh, in real time, to engage and change and journey with the music. Yeah, that that sounds that sounds great. I feel like um, even how you were talking about before how just listening to music in itself can be really powerful. I think that's really important. Um, so, in terms of music therapy and and mental health are there um like specific mental illnesses that music therapy is generally used for um or is it really just like a case-by-case basis um yeah so what what is music therapy usually used to treat in terms of mental health stuff well there is really um, an individualized approach, uh, as I said. So I think I would answer your question first by saying it is a case-by-case or person-by-person, I prefer to say, basis. Because no matter what your diagnosis or your symptoms, everyone can benefit from engaging with music in some way when that music is tailor-made to again, meet your needs and goals. So while, for instance, there has been a great deal of success uh, for music therapists working with people with trauma, uh, I think that it gets that reputation because it's so very difficult to deal with trauma. And there's no one approach that has really been successful. But um, music has this way perhaps because of its nonverbal abilities to help people understand how they're feeling by selecting a piece of music. Did you ever find some music and you said, wow, that's exactly how I feel? Yeah. Maybe, maybe you didn't even know how you felt, but that singer said it. Those lyrics just spoke to you, or maybe the music itself had that mood that just matched where you were. So for people who are dealing with serious anxiety, profound depression, trauma-based 
symptoms, uh, any number of things. Music can offer them a way to explore those feelings, to acknowledge them, to understand them, to express them, and to make meaning of them. Music therapists often ask people to write songs about their experiences. And the the cathartic way that you can express your life story or just an exploration of what's going on inside you, you can do this with this nonverbal medium. You can find those sounds that speak to those true feelings, the true inner experience, beyond having to analyze it in your head and talk about what you're feeling, putting words to it. So there are many different uh, psychological conditions that music therapists uh, can really help people with. And uh, often if there's a a psychiatric condition where the very reality base is unsure, you know, you're not sure what's real and what's in your imagination, music can also help with that because it's grounded in rhythm and an external stimuli that is we can we can hear we can play we can sing we can dance to we can talk about music and it's it's a real phenomenon that we project our feelings onto and that's a method of exploration for our feelings and our emotions and our moods And there are lots of examples. There, there's one I recall in family therapy. You know, adolescents um, often have a difficult time relating to their parents and sometimes to authority figures. And in family therapy, one simple technique in music therapy is to ask the parents to um, play a selection of their favorite music. And everyone listens And they talk about why they like that music, what they like about it, what sort of appeals to them, how it makes them feel, and a whole world of data, you know, of information uh, about them um, is revealed. And similarly, the adolescent plays something usually very different, yeah? (laughs) Often very different tastes. You know, there's different generations, so you would expect that. And... Often parents say, oh, can't stand that music. But if you give that adolescent a chance to play that music and you really listen to it and you talk about what that young person loves about this music, how they connect to it, and you talk about the music. So you're not talking about yourself. You're not revealing all that. You're talking about the music. And somehow it's a safer platform to talk about those feelings, those experiences, and that reality. And suddenly, people are truly listening to one another, which is, of course, good for anybody, (laughs) right? Yeah, that's really um, interesting how it's kind of, you're kind of like indirectly talking about yourself. Um, And I, I feel like that's really 
that could be helpful for a lot of people because it can be so uncomfortable to talk about yourself and to talk about stuff that you've been through. And the joy of like talking about your favorite song too, I feel like is really important. Yeah, you're really um, getting another element of how music therapy helps. It's truly emphasizing the positive, the creative, the expressive, those parts of us that are unique and beautiful. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I really like how it's focusing on the positives. I feel like um, therapy can get pretty can feel negative because you're talking about hard stuff a lot um so I think this is a great um method or or like alternative um if people need something that's a little lighter and yet you know Jada it's not lighter it's as profound but the way in is different much, much safer. I would say safer, but I wouldn't say lighter because um, it really penetrates deeply into what a person is feeling. But it's, as you've suggested, it's another mechanism out here in another space that makes it easier to explore. So music therapy falls under the umbrella of like integrative health, right? Well, um, music therapy can be um, a a nonverbal psychotherapy. It can be um, an educational tool. It can uh, be in a hospital as part of a child life service. In, uh, in a nursing home, it can be part of a recreation and arts and activities programming. It can be part of different types of services. But something that, um, that is relatively new in the uh, medical and psychiatric arena is this idea of integrative health. Uh, you know that, um, well, here, here in the U.S., um, I think almost every corner used to have a yoga studio, and mindfulness is now uh, so popular. There are all kinds of mindfulness coloring books and mindfulness uh, affirmations and uh, all sorts of um, uh, practices that are based on um, traditional Chinese medicine, acupuncture, Yoga, of course, coming from the Vedas uh, in India. Um, uh, So many tools we're using from uh, Eastern traditions and philosophies. And we are using those as integrated care. Medicine is no longer just cure of disease. 
right? We're not just curing people of a diagnosis. Integrative health, first of all, says we're concentrating on health, not illness or, or medical condition. Not, not that diagnosis. You're not that diagnosis. You are a whole person with strengths and abilities and also limitations and weaknesses. And we want to integrate those into a holistic program of services. Music therapy then fits so well into integrative health, the health side being the more positive side. We want to talk about how we, how we can make people resilient, how we can help them flourish, no matter what their diagnosis, no matter what their physical or mental condition. This is um, uh, something that has long been called for, going back to thinking of people as human beings that function in so many ways and so many levels. And I'm really proud that I've been able to, as a music therapist, help people identify their talents, their abilities, help them to find their inner child and their creativity, help them to explore their emotions, not be afraid of the sadness or the anxiety they're feeling, but to express that and then slowly begin to learn alternative ways of feeling or coping with those emotions. So just to kind of sum it up, integrative health is uh, looking at the whole person as opposed to looking at one aspect of them. It is, and it's integrating what we know from Eastern and Western, from the latest technology, but also ancient texts that teach us about mantra and yoga and meditation and breathing. These are all integrated into caring for the whole person. And do you see that approach being used more now? Yes, indeed. There are uh, centers for uh, integrative health and medicine, Um, There's a National Center for Complementary and Integrative Health out of the National Institutes of Health here in the U.S. Um, There are um, many cancer centers that have integrative therapies or integrative health centers. Um, There are many uh, practitioners and clinicians who are not only offering traditional treatment like physical therapy and occupational therapy, but also music and arts therapies, acupuncture, meditation, stress management, all kinds of things. Yeah, I think um, even like I'm I'm 21 and I've been through several different kind of treatment programs in terms of getting my mental health care. And I have even in my short 21 years, I've seen um, the inclusion of more alternative ways of processing, for sure. I'm so glad to hear that from you. And indeed, uh, these non-traditional treatments used to be called alternative treatments. Now, they're complementary, meaning side by side with traditional 
treatment and integrative, really being used together to help a, a person and their whole self. Yeah, and I, I can definitely attest to that. I know that once I started adding in other types of therapies along with my regular talk therapy, I started to feel like actual progress was being made so that I can <laughs> like be an example of, of the ways in which adding more than one approach can be really helpful. So glad to hear that. Yeah. And more and more people are benefiting from having these options for their health and well-being and that emphasis on well-being not just on getting rid of a disease or, or having to deal with an illness. So I wanted to ask, um, for people who may be listening um, and they, you know, maybe they don't have the means to find or have access to a music therapist, mm -hmm. um, what are some ways that someone could use music in their own life to help with things like anxiety, depression, stress in general? Because um, I feel like some people may be like, oh, I listen to music all the time, yes. but I don't necessarily feel like it's doing anything. Right. Um, so, so how can someone incorporate music as a, a healing tool in their life? Uh, I appreciate your asking, and I actually have written a book with Dr. Susie Mandel called uh, Manage Your Stress and Pain Through Music, and it, it comes with a CD. I know that's old-fashioned, but uh, it does have some musical uh, examples. There are ways that people can, um, can use music to manage their moods, help them cope with what they're going through. For those who have... Um, who are, are really uh, impacted by their symptoms. Um, this should be used in coordination with, with, with their therapy, with their uh, physician. Um, but there are techniques that everyone can use to, to manage mood, for sure. And um, I have a blog that uh, also lists some very simple techniques. Things like the ISO principle, it's rather basic to music therapy, but it's, um, it's a simple technique that is about matching your mood. If you're feeling really down in the dumps, playing really joyous music, it's kind of fast and energetic, just maybe so far away from how you're feeling that it can have the opposite effect than what you want. But if you can match your mood and say, wow, that music says how I feel. And then gradually change that music to a more brighter mood, to a bit more energy, to whatever it is that's desired. Uh, you can do this if you're feeling very anxious and the opposite, go toward more peaceful music. In fact, um, I helped Pandora create some mood manager playlists. So your listeners can look for mood manager a playlist on Pandora and my blog at suzannehanser.com um, where I've got some simple techniques that they can use too. Great. Yeah, definitely we'll share that. Um, so the last question before we wrap up, um, I just am wondering what is one thing that you think people should know about music therapy or something that you just wish more people knew about music therapy? 
I think that music is accessible to everyone in some way. And music is meaningful to almost everyone in a profound way. And I think we take music for granted. We know that, you know, sometimes it makes us feel better, sometimes it doesn't. But we don't often really listen to it or really explore our own talent and creativity and realize how mastering a song, being able to sing your heart out and be proud of what you have created or writing a song or playing an instrument and improvising and doing something and how great that can make you feel just by engaging with this and finding your inner creativity, your inner resources, your inner soul and the music that says so much about who you are. So I think that what I'm saying is I'd like to remind people that music can be a powerful force in their lives. And if they use it appropriately, uh, it can have great value. Yeah, I think I'm really glad that you said that because I think, at least for me, I I sometimes use music as a, a means to escape and try to um, get away from what I'm feeling. Yes. And so um, hearing you explain that it can be used in a way to kind of go into those feelings and to process and to like explore yourself, I think that's really interesting. And, and I think it's interesting to look at using music in a different way um, because like everyone listens to music. It's so normal. And um, you don't really think about using it differently than you use it day to day. But I think this, um, people listening to this, um, this could be really, really helpful because it's, it's, it's kind of like a simple thing to add into your routine because mm-hmm. you have access to like a phone, you can find a playlist, music. It's, it's really easy to kind of add it in. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, sharing this with people. Wonderful. I'd love to hear how it affects you, Jade, and your listeners. Yeah, great. Um, so lastly, um, how can myself and my audience stay up to date with you and the work that you're doing? Oh, well, thank you for asking. Um, I mentioned my website, SuzanneHanser.com, and I do have this blog, Music Strategies for Wellness, that's on the website. And I am uh, teaching a a free course on Coursera on music for wellness as well. So it's a free course on Coursera. And um, I hope to be doing more on online teaching and making that available. So um, I guess that's a a good first step for uh, catching up with me. Great. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all of this knowledge. Um, I'm really, really excited to share this with people. Um, So yeah, thank you a lot for being here. You're so kind, Jade. You asked great questions and (laughs) I hope I was able to address them so that your listeners understand what music can do for them. Thank you for having me here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Students of Mind. Please be sure to check out the description for more information about Suzanne and music therapy. 
Her website has some really great information and resources if you're interested in incorporating music into your life in some of the ways that we mentioned in the episode. If you have a chance, please leave a rating and a review for the show. That's really helpful when it comes to getting these episodes into more ears. If you'd like to follow myself and the rest of the Students of Mine team, all of our social media links are also in the description. This was a really interesting episode for me to make, so I hope you all enjoyed and learned something new, and I will see you next time.